This is the Blatcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. Good morning. Over the next hour, a message will ring out from here, and we'll join others sharing the same message from around the world. We'll be launching the largest and most festive celebration in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 1st of November and you will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from naysayers, those who would annihilate not just our right to celebrate the holidays with the turn of the page, but our way of life. We're fighting for our right to live the way we need to, to exist in a festive world for 55 to 57 full days. And should we win the day, the 1st of November will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate Joy to the World Day. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year That's right. Welcome to the Blackcast on this very special occasion. Welcoming back to the show... Founding member of the Black Cast, William John Sterling. Will, thank Hello. you for being here on an important day. Uh, you're welcome. It's interesting now that obviously the Black Cast has grown and evolved into something new that when I do pop in, I am just referred to as a founding member. That's, yes. in, case, in case new people, that woman's dress is going to catch on fire, by the way. She needs yes. to step, take a step back. Um, but she's frozen and uh, unable to. <laughs> That's that's the uh, the maniacal nature of Andy Williams. He freezes right. all these people, people, yeah. and then he sets them on fire and uh, just laughs. Can't do anything about it. Uh, but uh, to your point, yes, uh, it has been uh, ten full black casts since the last time you were on. We were talking about Blue Beetle. Wow. That was the last oh, time. Wow. And, okay. Uh, yes. A lot of things have happened in this. I world. always have to apologize for just how long it uh, is between appearances on the show. Will. Uh, it, it always starts from a place that I don't want to bother you. And then I blink and I'm like, oh, I've done like 10 other things. And look, to be honest, sometimes I'm repurposing things I've done for other shows that I think fit in fit well into the brand. Sure. Making some friends, you know, uh, but uh, it's always a thrill to have you here. And I think it's important that right off the bat, we talk about Joy to the World Day, which is yeah. I, I, I don't know that you're the only one who does it, but you're the first person that ever brought it to my attention. Really? Well, I would like you to please tell everybody 
about Joy to the World Day and uh, how it first came into your life. And it's a simple idea, which I which yeah. I think is probably why it works so well. Uh, when I was in, so my mom passed away when I was 15, not to get like too dark, but I filled this great void. She was big onto Christmas. The house was always super decorated, all these things. So after she passed away, the last couple of years I was in high school, I took it upon myself to do all of the uh, decorating. I, so I decorated the house and all of these, you know, things. And the, the thing that was always like the unspoken rule for my whole childhood was that you're not allowed to listen to Christmas music until Thanksgiving, that there was some thing that people, everybody wanted to. And there's this weird dark period between Halloween and Thanksgiving day where you're sort of just like everybody's getting, there's nothing to do. If you don't let yourself do anything Christmas related, there's not, nobody really likes to decorate with like turkeys. Pilgrims and Indians is already uh, very controversial and offensive. So there's not a whole lot that you can do with this like almost a month in between these holidays. And I love Christmas music. And when I was in college, a freshman in college, I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to let other people's unwritten rules. This isn't in the Constitution. It this is isn't not. In the Bible. It's not in the Quran. It's not in the Torah. Hashem did not say this as a rule. Uh, and it wouldn't be Hashem because he's Jewish and they don't celebrate Christmas. But um, I, so I decided November 1st, I would start listening to Christmas music. And I called it Joy to the World Day because for those who wanted to participate. And now when I started this, I got a lot of backlash, unsurprisingly. People unsurprisingly their, i've i've holiday, seen i've witnessed that backlash over the years towards people you. take their holiday uh celebrations and traditions so seriously to the point of like being offended by the way that other people celebrate things kind of like uh you know when starbucks is like yeah we just kind of do like a general holiday thing and then christians are like it's a war on christmas and it's like no that's not it at all actually but there's a lot of other people who uh, buy coffee here um so the rule was, if you want to listen to Christmas music starting on the first, you can. If not, you don't have to. But if you are missing that special something that gives you joy and warmth and coziness and love and peace to all humankind, then starting on November 1st, that is when you're you're allowed to listen to Christmas music. So uh, apart from uh, being here on this And I have show, my Charlie Brown Christmas mug already. I'm Well, I'm a... Uh... I'm still finishing off my uh, Charlie Brown Great Pumpkin uh, breakfast cereal. Uh, uh, so, and uh, it's, uh, well, it's not showing up on the screen. That's, that's I know, I saw his little face, but no, it's you, you, you saw him. That's all right. You know what? Some things are uh, are absolutely worth. There you go. Yeah, so there it is. It's Great and, Pumpkin Charlie Brown cereal. What yeah. kind of and cereal? It, what does it taste like? Corn. Vanilla? It, no, it, it 100% tastes like corn. It's, uh, it's corn. almost exclusively tastes like corn. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, it kind of tastes like popcorn. I'm like, this is like the Jeff Duray of cereals. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, yeah, so uh, so sorry. Uh, so you're enjoying a, a warm beverage uh, in yes. your festive mug. Uh, apart from doing this show, have you done anything else to celebrate? Like, did you get up and uh, put on, uh, you know, Nat King Cole, or uh, have you, have you, uh, are you holding off until uh, the right moment? No, no, I had a kind of a slow morning today, a busy morning with work stuff. So in the background, very briefly, I put on the Charlie Brown Christmas. And so that's usually always the first, the thing I start with, because it's nice, it's relaxing, that little P, you know, it's a, just, it's, I can get some work done to it. Um, yeah. But you know, throughout the day, I'll be I'll be cycling the hits. I should start like a a, a serious XM radio station just for one day, 
where I'm like, ah, it's me, DJ Tanner, coming at you live, <laughs> celebrating Joy to the World Day. We're playing only the Christmas hits uh, that I have That's selected. Of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That are hand-selected. Well, I, uh, yeah, I think that uh, it's always a fun time. And, uh, you know, the here in Los Angeles, you know, the, the local there's a local station called coast K O S T and they, right. they, they're sort of like your stop for Christmas music and they do start earlier and earlier every year, but it's around like veterans day. It used to be right before Thanksgiving, probably at one point it was even later. Uh, but uh, I do believe that uh, Sirius XM at least has the digital version of their, their Christmas channels already up today. Right. Ah, you know? Okay. So uh, interestingly, uh, as I was uh, preparing for this, really this monumental installment of the black cast and uh, this topic, uh, I came across something on Twitter that uh, actually made me laugh. So I would like to share that with Will Sterling and our audience here. So it's October 31st, midnight, one o'clock, this vault opens. That's right. And we've got some Halloween friends chiseling away at the ice and, and look who it is <laughs> oh she's here screaming right. <laughs> uh, now i need to mute it because they went and played the song you know? that, <laughs> but uh, that uh, screaming I, was very high yeah, pitched it was very high pitched but i thought it was very fun it's time apparently if look if mariah says it's time will it's clear. I like to think that I really, I really led the charge on this. I didn't expect as far from you know uh, people I know, which there are many. Uh, you certainly yeah. led the charge. You're you're the uh, the OG, and uh, I welcome the idea of uh, beginning to celebrate Christmas because it's not even really being anti Thanksgiving. You can you can divert towards Thanksgiving, but yeah, you also what are you go what Thanksgiving are you going to play other than Adam Sandler's turkey song? Uh, That's Alice's right. Restaurant by Arlo Guthrie. Uh, you could do um, the, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving theme, just that one song, I guess. It's not, you mean it's not great. Little though. buddy. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, can get, we can get to that. Uh, my least favorite of the specials, by the way. I tend to. Yeah, I, uh, Thanksgiving will come and go. And I'm like, oh, I didn't watch that one this year. And I'm like, yeah, it's also been five years since I watched it. So that's. I, uh, yeah, I am a, a contributor for a uh, podcast called uh, Christmas Specials We Love, uh, spearheaded by uh, Kevin Undergaro, who uh, ran slash runs af after Buzz. And uh, I came out strongly against the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, yeah, there were some naysayers. I talked about some unfortunate seating for uh, where poor Franklin is forced to sit. Yeah, highly but problematic, yeah. Then uh, no one was really able to combat the fact that I'm pointing out that Snoopy feeds Woodstock, who is a bird. Yeah. Turkey, which a is bird. a bird. Yep. So, uh, and uh, by the way, if we have Hack Ride watching in the live chat, enjoying his popcorn. his popcorn, and uh, Will, I uh, also served at the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. By the way, popcorn, popcorn, jelly, and, jelly beans, and, buttered toast, really yeah. special Thanksgiving feast from. Isn't it uh, also Chef, in the, Chef Charles? Am I mistaken that popcorn also makes an appearance at the Charlie Brown Easter? Or maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm mistaken. Oh, it's no. been a while since I've seen that. Oh, that Marcy, she's a, she's a bit of a dull egg. <laughs> she does not understand how you prepare Easter eggs uh, for, for painting. She uh, keeps cracking them open 
in, in the in the boiling water. That's fine. Well, as we uh, obviously as we steer our focus onto you know these these important days that uh, are going on, and you know what, uh, Hack Ride, when you're right, you're right. There's a whole lot of whites in that Charlie Brown show. Uh, the Thanksgiving one, they had introduced Franklin by then. You know, let's point out the Christmas one doesn't even have Woodstock in it because Woodstock wasn't right. introduced until later. Uh, there's yeah. no Peppermint Patty, no Marcy. And, uh, you know, there's definitely characters when you watch the Christmas special. You're like, oh, that that's Patty, but not Peppermint Patty. Right. <laughs> you know, Shermie's in there back before he yeah. just got rid of Shermie. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Shermie. What did he ever do to these? Yeah, and also uh, the the uh, the Halloween special doesn't have Peppermint Patty uh, or no. Marcy. Yeah, so I think they were all from the seventies. Yeah, exactly. But you know, we're we're jumping around holidays, but I think that's why it's important to talk about all of these. Uh, today is November first, as we established clearly in the outset. Um, I did want to take a moment. And uh, just look back for a moment. And uh, Will, how was your Halloween? I uh, never headed over for the express purpose of sitting down and just making you make me those pumpkin cookies. And that's on me. I This was the year that I was like, I should probably make those. And, yep. bring, and honestly, bring you some. It's not too late. They can still be a thanks. See, that's a Thanksgiving interim thing. Well, pumpkin is still appropriate. As uh, as we'll discuss a little later in the show, you are going to be here on Friday, so that's uh, right. You know, that's it'll true. still be the season. Yeah, I uh, it's been kind of busy. Although yeah, Halloween Day itself, I didn't have anything scheduled. Had a lot of work that I should have done, but it was like fuck it, and I just watched movies. Like I created my own little horror marathon that I ran all day, and it was great. Uh, what did you What did you watch? What were some of the? Uh, some I of the watched. Selections? I've been going to the the new Beverly a lot. It's keeping me company while Casey's away, and I'm living living on my lonesome. Um, and I liked. I was like, well, let me just uh, interject like a- uh, for our uh, out of market audience. Uh, new Beverly is uh, it's it's a theater here in well, they're in Hollywood, yeah, not here in the Valley. Uh, Quentin Tarantino owns it now. That's right. Uh, he saved it from uh, being closed. And uh, in a number of the showings they have, they mention that they're, you know, they're showing his print, like of yes. dogs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's very cool. And it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of classic films and some that are maybe not so classic, forgotten classics. But I do believe it's always shown on film, right? That's that's, that's right. Their, yeah. It's always on 35 unless noted that it's like a 16 print of something, which right. happens from time to time. Um, so I was like, Oh, if I was like programming a fun kind of Halloween marathon, what would I pick? That is a like fun balance for me of like a little bit more like random deep cut things. And then like crowd pleasers. So I started with Dracula's daughter, which is technically the first sequel to Dracula from 1939. And, uh, also said to be sort of an early, a proto like uh, queer film only because the singular death that happens is Dracula's daughter turns another woman and uh, doesn't Ooh. choose a man, not a man. See, you'd think that the allure of the lady would be that she lures men into her trap. No, she lured a woman into her trap, which is interesting. Uh, and then after that was The Town That Dreaded Sundown. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I, I don't a, think I've ever heard of that. No, it's great. It's based on the like Texarkana Midnight Murders by the Phantom, this guy who wore like a sack over his head. Really inspiration for 
Jason's look in Friday the 13th part two. They just ripped that right off and didn't, uh, never said anything. Yeah. That's it. the one where he, he wears the potato sack on his head. Right. Instead of right. The, uh, the iconic hockey mask. Yes. Yeah. And then, well, cause, uh, there's a old production company called, um, American international pictures, which was run by Sam Arkoff, who was kind of like another Roger Corman type guy. And they did a lot of, they did a lot of horror, a lot of horror, um, some better than others. So then a one I watched after that is called the evictors, which is another, uh, production of them evictors which is kind of like a home invasion slash uh not slasher but but guy wants them to get out of this house basically right after that was of course uh halloween it has to be watched every year yes at some point uh, and, and, and of course you're talking about the 2018 version the the, the that's the, right the real classic <laughs> yeah the only the real the true the true one yes yeah uh you know and well, let me just interject, by the way, because sure, you, sure. before you're moving to more modern stuff, uh, just earlier today, I was catching up on uh, one of my favorite podcasts, History Rated R, ah. uh, hosted by Will Sterling and Craig, whose last name eludes me for the moment, which is embarrassing. But Smith, it's Smith. very easy. That, that was Smith. probably why yes. it was too easy. Uh, and where you guys talked about the, the Bride Frankenstein. So uh, you've... Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, that that's a that's another one on the checklist. And uh, so after that's you a, watched 1978 Halloween, I went to uh, I realized I hadn't seen it in a re in a really really long time. Like as a proper adult, I hadn't seen The Exorcist. And after William Friedkin died, I was like, I need to. It's been I can't remember the last time I watched The Exorcist. So I watched that. Uh, that was my closing my closing film. So of the you opted to not go. You opted to not go see the new Exorcist that's been out for about three weeks. Outside of that original, which I already like had enough memory of being like very good and definitely stands apart as like, yes, it's a horror movie, but it's really like a lot more than that. Um, Possession movies just kind of as a subgenre of horror, like don't really do it for me because I inherently don't believe that. So it isn't scary. I mean, a lot of those things are nothing really scares me, but I'd heard that the reviews for that new one were so rough. And I honestly didn't know it was David Gordon Green until like a couple weeks before it came out. And I have strong opinions about those new Halloween movies. So I was like, oh, I think that I will pass on this one. We have shared those opinions. Uh, We've agreed on those opinions uh, on this show. Uh, (laughs) But uh, just suffice to say, uh, evil dies tonight. Uh, So, uh, you know. We were talking about the last time uh, that you were on the Black Cast was to talk about Blue Beetle. The yeah. time before that uh, was our uh, Oppenheimer special. And I referenced that because I did want to show our visual audience. <laughs> My wife and I, uh, we had a, a fun theme for uh, our costume, which we did have to explain to way too many people to think all the way back <laughs> to, to July. Right, just three months ago, how uh, Barbenheimer was uh, was just a craze sweeping the nation, and uh, both films were uh, were in the theater. Uh, we had some fun, but for the most part, people only really care like what the kids are wearing anyway. But uh, sure. I thought I thought you would appreciate that. You may have uh, seen it on uh, social media, but uh, I did. I, I thought, thought it was more. great. I, I was, was surprised that there wasn't more Barbenheimers, to tell you the truth. I so thought that was, was going to be such like a, and the fact I, that you had to explain it to so many people was well, like so surprising. I, but I guess I was going to children's parties and explaining it to other adults, and occasionally kids wanted to know what I was, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's the father of the atom bomb. Okay, they've run away. 
you know, <laughs> so they're no longer listening. Um, but uh, I, uh, so yeah, I mean, I thought it was, uh, it was fun. We got to recall some uh, other uh, past Halloweens. Uh, this one I uh, actually needed to share with uh, the folks over at Geekscape. Me, Halloween 1983 is Luke Skywalker with, um, I'm going to have to admit, fairly unfortunate haircut. But uh, <laughs> it's a great haircut. Well, thank you. Got you. that little like old cartoon child character, like split pokey hair in the back. That looks like a little like a it's detail. Like Dennis the Menace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what was but, your lightsaber uh, made out of? Um, well, first of all, that's an off-brand lightsaber. I believe I uh, it was uh, known as a um, laser sword. sword. Yes. <laughs> and it's white, and it would uh, glow in the dark, um, mm. you know. Okay. So there, there, you know, there were some things to it. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, the was the force strong with that one? Hard to say. Really just hard to say. And um, I know that, uh, Will, you're not... Uh, as huge a fan of the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy films as some people are. However, I think it'll be hard for you to have any objections to uh, my friend. Uh, <coughs> I'm trying to quell a cough and it's just not working. <laughs> it sounds like I'm like running up a flight of stairs. Uh, from <clears throat> my friend Angie, who lives up in uh, Northern California, I get to uh, share with the audience, just this really impressive uh, costume that she and her family were able to do. Whoa, and, they got the whole family. And uh, the fact that they have Cosmo the dog, uh, Will, I, I, I felt like, I'm like, I definitely have to show this to Will. Because Absolutely. Uh, to have Cosmo, the, uh, the the Russian cosmonaut dog, uh, you know. Oh, is, that can, who, is that what Cosmo is? Yeah, that's that's why Cosmo as a character exists. Oh, okay. They, they were uh, sent... Uh, you know, on a on a mission, you know, right. the uh, the Russian space program. I rem I know that space program very well. I read a book. <laughs> you you remember it? Yeah, Lake Guy was the big famous one. But uh, yeah. that's okay. I still haven't seen the third one. I think I need to. I still need to. Yeah, I um, I don't know how you would feel about it. I think it's uh, it's very well done. Uh, you know, it's uh, I like endings. So if it feels like an ending, then I'll be happy. It, it it feels like an ending, but it's like the doors left open for some. You know, like not like oh, this same thing's going to continue. It's right. more like, well, you know, some you know the 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 guardian the uh, galaxy will still need some guardians at some point. Of course, it is yeah, is really the 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 big takeaway uh, there. So. Anyway, I uh, wanted to share uh, all of those things because, uh, you know, it it, it it was just yesterday that it was Halloween, but uh, I was pretty excited about that. And uh, what's funny know. now that I think about it, now that James Gunn is at DC, like yeah. all his great ideas for what it would have what could have been like great Green Lantern stories are like now fucked because they just made them as Guardians. Like it's kind of the same concept. Like if you just change all those characters to be different Green Lanterns, you have the same shit. And uh, now I'm like, oh, I don't think he's like running that show or anything. But I'm like, oh, I, for, I, I wonder how much uh, there's a lot of similarity sort of between Guardians of the Galaxy and the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't quite know where we're at with uh, that Green Lantern uh, series. It's supposed to be on HBO or sorry, on Max, right? I mean, that's, that's I think so. Yeah. yeah. You know, I um, I saw a trailer for. Aquaman too, 
Yeah. And uh, I was shocked when I saw this one. I actually saw Amber Heard in it for like half a second. She Everybody was, did. Everyone's, was yeah. For like half a second. Yes. And the interesting thing is if you see that trailer, you you think two things. One, you think Nicole Kidman must be his wife uh, because of the way they talk about his family. You're like, okay. Yeah. And by the way, she looks lovely. She lets us know that AMC theaters make movies better. That's so, right. You know, I don't have anything negative to say about her. Um, but also, it seems like Manta, which is what I believe they call him in the trailer. I don't know if it, I assume the character still is Black Manta. But he's basically playing the Jason Momoa part from Fast X. You know, it's like, you ruined my <laughs> yeah. life. I'm going to kill yeah. your family. And he's just going on through the whole thing. I'm like, I've seen a trailer like this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't see that movie. I'm like, wait, Jason Momoa was in that movie, too. <laughs> so Aquaman X too too fast to swim. I don't I don't quite know what you would call it. I don't know if you have any ideas, Will, but uh hmm. don't mean to spring this on you, but uh, I it's just thinking of it out loud. Let us uh, know yeah. what uh you think a good title would be for a uh, fast and furious Aquaman I can mashup. I can see it also being like a fun superhero reboot of that great movie Swim Fan. You remember Swim Fan? <laughs> You know, like Black Black Manta is like a big fan of Jason Momoa as Aquaman. And he like starts killing his family and like, oh, like he's such a fan. Uh, I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, swim, swim, fan, X. Too <clears throat> fast, too. Swim you know, I, I, ju I just wanted uh, some uh, swim fan fanfic, but uh, never really caught on. That was, that was a little too bad, you know. Yeah, so swim fan fic, I guess is what you would call it. And uh, who's that? Erica Christensen, I believe, is that actress's name. Um, and uh, I'm not gonna grab a grab a uh, a scene from it, but uh, here's oh, yeah. uh, here's like kind of the only scene anybody really remembers. Like, hey, <laughs> it's why it was on the poster. <laughs> oh, I can't say I uh, knew that our uh, festive celebration was going to include swim fan today. Well, I'm glad it did. You, listen, you never know. Yeah, that's that's the that's uh, the absolute uh, uh, beauty of uh, these kinds of things. So, you know, I uh, obviously preparations are uh, underway. It is a very festive time of the year. It is time for, you know, Thanksgiving's coming. Everybody's going to celebrate Christmas. But can you think of a holiday that might be even bigger? Like off the top of your head, can you think of something that might even be bigger than uh, than Christmas? I'm assuming you're talking about the intergalactic holiday celebration of Life Day. Life Day is, of course, very important. And uh, you're not talking about Life Day? <clears throat> celebrated uh, really uh, throughout throughout the world and uh, I don't know the, the galaxy um, the the uh, a, a better hint would probably be the simple fact that um, I'm uh, I, I'm wearing a shirt for the important oh, holiday of I see Christmas kiss but you can kiss find out all about it kissonline.com which you know I think that uh, there's there's no shortage of uh, of celebrations in fact you and I and and our spouses will be celebrating Christmas in the most appropriate way possible, won't we? That's right. Because on Friday, 
Will and Casey will be uh, heading over this way, braving the wilds of the valley to head over to the Hollywood Bowl for what may or may not be the last time that we ever uh, get to see Kiss. <laughs> I yeah. think unless they come back to LA or I'm accidentally in New York, yeah. this is this is I'm like saying that this is my last show. Even yeah, if they do another of, tour, I'm going to be like, guys, I got it. We know. Yeah. No, I mean, we definitely got it. And if you believe them, the idea is that, you know, they'll do a kiss without themselves, you know, at, yeah. at, at some point. That's kind of what the, the talk has been, right? And I would be like, okay, I may or may not see that, but it's okay if they do that. You know, I don't sure. think that's really breaking the rules. Where where do you come down on that, Will? Um, yeah, I mean, at that point, you know, you're just like, watching a really good tribute band unless they want that new kiss to record new music which i think would be oh. silly kiss is not i mean it's fair criticism to say that they're not really known for their songwriting you know what i mean like their songs are good when if you're a fan they're great but like yeah they weren't like reinvent they're not the beatles you know they weren't reinventing the wheel on in, in songwriting so i don't really need another group of people to make things in the vein of kiss if it's new, if it's a show, yeah. a concert, and somebody was like, hey, do you want to go? And tickets were reasonable and it was kind of inconvenient to go. I'd probably check it out. But I'd be like, that was a great tribute band. You know, like yeah. um, if Tommy and Eric are still in it, which would be strange. Uh, <laughs> it would be a little strange, wouldn't it? I would say like you'd have to hit the full reset. Like because that's not. Then you're like, okay, so it's two of the not original members of KISS who are still around. And then I feel like Gene would keep doing it, but he probably doesn't want to do it without Paul. I don't know. Gene would do no. it until he was in the grave, I think. I think Paul really just wants to finally be done. Yeah, I think, uh, look, I think that there might be those who feel that uh, it would it would be a good time for, uh, for Paul to hang up the star uh, yeah. around his eye. Um, yeah, well... You know, the, the fun thing about uh, this time of year, Halloween straight into Kissmas, is uh, it, it does create opportunities where you can revisit some Kiss favorites. And uh, as uh, recent, I was going to say long time, but you don't actually have to be a long time listener. As uh, recent listeners of uh, the Black Cast now, including the long time, uh, one of the shows that I've uh, been spending some time working on lately is who are these broadcasters on the who are these podcasts YouTube channel. And uh, there's also an audio version. And uh, on Sunday night, we had our big Halloween spectacular where, as I mentioned to you, Will, we were revisiting something that you and I discussed way back on Blackcast number three, wow. which was Kiss's appearance on The Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder. Yes. And uh, I played quite a few clips on that show. But there were a couple that uh, just for time, I kind of wanted to move it along a little bit. There's a few that uh, I, I didn't get a chance to play. And I thought it would be fun for our, our Black Cast audience and for, of course, Agent Starling himself, also a uh, card carrying member of the Kiss Army. I thought uh, we would visit with a little bit of it. And uh, I hadn't watched this in 10 years since you and I did uh, our really in-depth analysis. I don't think we played any clips when we did it because I didn't want to create work for Liev, <laughs> which was such right. a silly idea because we should have created more work for Liev. But 
you know, it was enough that I was making him stay after work to produce my little podcast. Um, so uh, there's just a couple that I want to share. But I, I think in the spirit of Kissmas, this is uh, some very important holiday cheer from our buddy Ace Freely. The rest is history. We always wanted. Kiss-tory. I, I always wanted. <laughs> Kissmas, it's like everything is really? Kiss. Kissmas, you know, Kiss The thing was, we always wanted theatrics and music together. I did find myself. We're still and, hoping for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and finally I met these two nuts, and they wanted it. And he was, we picked him off the bowery. Tommy Cantor and I did and, uh, you know, just uh, for people that haven't rewatched this recently, uh, shame on you for not watching my other show, but uh, the dynamic from this. And, well, I assume you haven't probably had an occasion to watch this in the last uh, decade. Uh, same. Right? Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that's probably the last time. I just remember. I think I pulled it pulled it up to show an example of how fucking hammered Ace Freely was to, to yeah. other people. And I've just skipped to the part where he's laughing hysterically and. Which and Gene, Gene, it's lucky that Gene is the demon because it's sort of like his his aesthetic. But even with the makeup, like where you started that clip, even with yeah. that scowling makeup and character persona, you could still tell beneath all that he's so fucking pissed. He's oh, very yeah. upset. Yeah. No, and that's kind of the interesting thing. And uh, I, I, I'm going to kind of play one of the first clips that I used on the other show because you're talking about the importance of Ace's laugh. I believe it's uh, 12 seconds into the interview. It gets derailed. First of all, Mr. Uh, Gene Simmons. Uh, let me uh, explain. Uh, in the intro, uh, Tom Snyder, uh, just reading off cards, says that uh, Gene Simmons is the bass player. Um, <laughs> for those that don't know, bass and bass are spelled the same. Yes. It's a little bit of a mis- mistake, but uh, they do spend some time with it. And uh, for our, our audio audience, will. Uh, see if you can try and uh, capture uh, how amused Gene Simmons is by all this. First of all, Mr. Uh, Gene Simmons, who is the bass player, <laughs> who is the bass player, uh, Mr. Peter Chris, who is the drummer, Mr. Paul Stanley, who is the guitarist, and Ace Freely, who is the lead guitarist. I'm not the lead. I'm the trap player. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me how this started, you know? Yeah. So uh, right away, uh, one joke in, and uh, Tom Snyder really takes a liking to Ace. And, and it's like, uh, not yeah. a great joke. What does he even say? It's like, not I'm a I'm the great trout joke. player. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay. You're like, okay. <laughs> Gene's the look at his, the shake of his head after he says bass player. He's yeah. like, you fucking idiot. I'll kill yeah. you. There's so many times where he's just, uh, he's just shaking his head, and he's uh, he's got his eyes closed at one point. He's rolling his <laughs> eyes. Uh so uh, Ace tells kind of a, a famous story late in the uh, in the interview, but uh, it, it's it sets up uh, something that uh, Peter tries to tell. So uh, I, I think it's uh, it's fun to take a little look at this. I've been laughing this whole show in Miami. I touched the railing, which was metal at the time, and uh, the railing wasn't properly grounded. And I everybody in this everybody in this group knows I almost died that night. I was we finished that I show. Passed though. out. My, I couldn't for the rest of the show. There was no feeling in my fingers. Yeah, it was a close call. Was a close so since call. then we've gone with more electronics. We've got uh, wireless guitars. Wireless guitars so that don't be, need uh, wires. Shocked. Mm-hmm. Based on the radio, same principle that his helicopter is based on. Yeah, you, absolutely. Even uh, once that's great. What about that's what I call band and interactions. <laughs> And uh, the reason why I left that clip so long is that Peter's like, yeah, so I'm going to tell my thing now. And uh, Ace is just like, yeah, look, look at look at us band interactions. You know, he's like Betty Boop, really, his voice. I am glad that Peter took off the green 
poofy thing. I actually like those that those costumes just because they're so ridiculous. They're so uh, over the top. Yeah, this is the the, the dynasty. dynasty era. Yeah, this was Halloween that, night, nineteen seventy nine, that they made an appearance on the Tomorrow Show with uh, Tom Snyder. Forty four years ago. Yeah, uh, I'm only gonna play a couple more things, but uh, I do want to let Peter make his point. And I, I couldn't. You gotta start over because he I was will. he was going while you were starting. When he was electrocuted, somebody once said, "What a line, huh?" And when Ace was electrocuted, you know, when we tried Ace, and really, really, I really couldn't. You know, Tom Snyder doesn't really help the cause, does he? No, he does not. <laughs> He's just like, oh, we're we're having fun, we're laughing. Let's uh, let's keep that up. Yeah, for three months. It was really dangerous. <laughs> That's why we go. I still can't. Help. Right. Peter, <laughs> no, you got to tell it all over again. We were in some town, uh, <laughs> where it was way down south, way down. Because I interrupted, and I got Peter. some kid through it. They're called N80s. Oh, the big fire. Yeah, yes, yes, it was Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, and it literally blew me off the drums. And I, I woke up in a car, and uh, I went back and did the show, but I couldn't hear out of my ears for at least three months. It was really dangerous. So that's why we got some bad reviews. Yeah. Paul wow. is uh, trying to steer right back into the, the narrative, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and the reason this reviews. is so fun and, and people can find the whole interview, uh, you know, it's very easily found on YouTube. That's where I found it, is uh, Gene and Paul tried desperately to steer it back towards, you know, their narrative, <laughs> their approved kissonline.com yes. narrative. But it's uh, not successfully, in all honesty. Uh, and uh, Gene has a couple of bombs, like jokes that just don't don't pass the muster. And uh, the, the last thing I'm going to play is uh, it's really like right before Tom Snyder says goodbye to them. Uh, Ace, it, I don't even know that the joke at face value is funny, but uh, Ace scores on the way out and... Uh, you know that's not how uh, Gene wanted it to end. If we're in a if we're in a hotel across the street from uh, the halls we're playing, it really looks like Ringling Brothers because you see parents, you see six it's years rough. old, you see twenty five year olds. Mm -hmm. It's really it yeah. appeals to and a if lot. If we of... did a concert in Bombay, there would even be cows. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you didn't know that, did you? <laughs> I don't believe it. Snyder just left him. If you cross the street, <laughs> look at this guy. He's like, this guy. I'm being bruised by you. Wake up. I'm amazed. I'm getting killed. Anyway, it's, uh, it was so fun to uh, go back to, you know. And, How long was that whole interview? Uh, like, all put together, I think it's like 32 minutes. You Jesus know? Christ. So. Okay. Yeah, so it's not even the whole show. They have like a, I don't know. So because it's Halloween night, they're having somebody, uh, this woman, into the studio that's gonna uh, saw people in half. Mm. Um, now uh, a little bit of uh, something extra that that I pulled uh, for the show. Uh, I was gonna send this to you a couple weeks ago, and then I realized this is potential content right here. So uh, I, I think you're probably familiar, Will, and and the audience. There's a comedian named Craig Gass, and he does an exceptional Gene Simmons impression. Uh, in fact, the the Gene Simmons that uh, calls into our show is, of course, the actual Gene Simmons. Yes. Uh, but uh, sometimes he's helped out by a friend of the show who was probably inspired uh, by this. But what people don't necessarily know is that Craig Gass uh, also does a tremendous Paul Stanley impression. 
So oh. he talks about the different Pauls. And then in the middle of this uh, exchange, which is from uh, Eddie Trunk's radio show, Trunk Nation on Sirius XM, uh, that's where I'm pulling this clip from uh, and I'm giving them full credit. But uh, it was too funny to not share. Uh, it's about a minute and a half. So we'll enjoy this. Uh, and give me a thumbs up to make sure that uh, you're hearing this when it starts, because there's not really anything to show. So I've switched to you and I full screen, but uh, just give me a thumbs okay. up that it started. I, uh, I saw him in an interview where somebody threw him a softball and said, Paul, why is Kiss so amazing? And he goes, you know, a lot of bands are envious of Kiss. I'm even envious of Kiss. And I was like, my God, I wish I had that confidence. And then there's on stage Paul Stanley, where I saw right here in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand when they performed with Aerosmith. I'm quoting Paul Stanley, who said, all right, people, now listen. You know, I know this town, Las Vegas, is known for its buffets. And I can tell you right now to this show, I see a lot of people in the front row. I really want to eat. And then he started fixing his hair, and I went, what the fuck is he talking about? A few months later, I don't know if I ever told you this story, I saw the same show at Madison Square Garden. I brought Jim Norton, Steve Byrne, and Jeff Ross with me. And anyone that works for Kiss that's walking by, I'm interested. I go, hey, man, these are my comedian friends. And I go, by the way, did you were you listening in Vegas when Paul said he was going to eat the front row? Did you hear that? Three different guys who work for Kiss said, did you hear what he said in Omaha? I said, no. You, you didn't hear what he said in Omaha? Three different guys tell me that on stage in Omaha, Paul goes, all right, people, now listen. You know, I know this town, Omaha, Nebraska, is known for its Angus beef. <laughs> and I can tell you right now after this show, I'm going to want to sink my teeth into some meat. And the whole crowd went, <laughs> What? <laughs> and he came back to the mic and went, now wait a minute, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a thigh or a rump roast. And the crowd went, what? <laughs> Digging deeper. Yeah. And apparently the road crew behind the stage were going, what the fuck's he doing up there? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just, uh, the idea of like some meat, you know, yeah. and the idea and, uh, it just got me that much more excited for the fact that uh, you and I will be uh, making our own history. One uh, final, on one final time, and it's Casey's very first time. She's never seen them before. Yeah, that that's uh, very exciting. Uh, that uh, Casey will get to see it. Uh, have you have you prepared Casey for uh, for what she should be in store for, or is it uh, is she going in cold? Uh, or I think she should go in. I think she should go in cold gin, Christian. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people. Actually, I should say a lot of girls out there. You know, some of you like tequila. Some of you like vodka and orange juice. But there's only one thing that's going to bring you up. Coaching! I can't hear you. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of that. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And um, speaking of cold, uh, for people who don't know the... Hollywood Bowl is an uh, open air amphitheater. And look, Los Angeles is a much warmer place and where a lot of people uh, would be tuning into this show. But it's, you know, in November, it's not like hot <laughs> at night. So it's really going to be interesting because, you know, we took the kids out trick or treating last night. It was fine. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't um, it wasn't comfortable, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, and and it really, I don't know. I think we're going to have to get matching uh 
Eric Carr, like fox, like mink stole. I don't know, I know. The, the, the the fur costume. I was uh, hoping to you, put a whole costume together, but no time, no money. No time, no money. But it's also going to be cold. You know, when yeah. we saw them a few years ago, where you did the 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 face paint, that was at the yeah. forum. That was inside. You know, right. And uh, let's see. And that was the farewell tour uh, back in 2019. I can't and, believe uh, that uh, since that that. This will have been the fourth time that we've seen yeah. them. Because uh, you and I saw them at uh, Staples Center literally like days before like, the pandemic. Yeah. And, and uh, then, we cheaped out on those seats. And I think that was uh, that was a mistake on our part. We were way too high up. It wasn't. There, I got very tired. I was like, this is why I'm sleepy at this concert. Yeah. 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 It shouldn't be, you know. No. But uh, and then we uh, we drove down to Chula Vista and we saw them down there. And uh, now we're. We're going to go again. You're just unfortunately, logistically, it doesn't make any sense for us to swing by rock and bruise ahead of the show, you know, but we are going to, we are going to have to figure out what we're eating. You know, you guys, uh, you two are coming from a, a fancy part of town, you know, Valley trash like us. is like, I don't know. We'll just grab Jersey Mike's. Right. But I'm like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta get Not like that. a fancy, like picnic basket fancy. or something, you know? So we'll have to, we'll have to come up with something, but to uh, take in with us. Well, yeah, because food there is—it's okay, but it's like I forget that so you much. can bring that you can bring. Yeah, your it's own one of those places stuff. where you're encouraged to bring food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and what have you been doing to uh, prepare for uh, Christmas? Well, uh, uh, making my list, checking it twice. You know, uh, yeah. I, how how does one prepare for Christmas? Well, for the upcoming concert, have you uh, have you uh, busted out uh, any of the uh, the favorites? Like music yeah. wise? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody I think this is. Before? I haven't yet because I've been so focused in like Halloween zone that maybe now it's a good reason for this week to be like getting psyched, getting psyched for all the songs I wish I'd hear them play that they're never gonna play. Yeah. Well, we should uh, we should have gone to Australia so we could see them do Shandy. I know? honestly. That really was a missed opportunity. <laughs> it's many missed opportunities. Really. <laughs> uh, well, you know, look, as the, uh, the, the Christmas season rolls in, uh, the conversation uh, does turn to, you know, watching some of the, the, the classics. And, and for us, we've, we've live tweeted multiple films in the franchise, but for some of us, I mean, Die Hard is, is a Christmas movie and it yeah. continues to be this. I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's like, it's continually disputed. And I don't, I don't know where that comes from because it's either. like the movie set at Christmas. There are multiple Christmas songs in it. It is, it is the definition of the spirit of Christmas. That's you right. Know? Language is a little yeah. rough, you know, but Michael Kamen, Worked jingle bells, sleigh bells into the score for the exactly. movie. It is a, it is part of the DNA of the movie, and even beyond just the Christmas songs. Sleigh if, bells are in the score. If a movie like Violent Night, where uh, yeah, ever plays Santa Claus, who's yeah, here with everybody with a bunch of terrorists or criminals, bullshit. Uh, if that's a Christmas movie, it's basically Die Hard starring Santa. It is exactly Die Hard. Yeah. So the real Die Hard has to be a Christmas. I don't understand where this comes from. I have this conversation every year with people who feel like they have to say like it isn't. And I'm like, look, you I'm not saying that everyone has to watch it. Yeah. I'm saying that I think less of you if you don't, you know. 
Now, isn't number two also technically set at Christmas so, time? Yeah, but then you can opt out of that one, you know, <laughs> because yes, it's also set at Christmas. Uh, none of the other ones are set at Christmas. But, Nothing uh, says Christmas more than a naked man practicing kung fu in his hotel room. <laughs> well, we'll. That's My the most favorite sensible, scene of that whole movie. That's the most sensible thing I've heard you say in uh, possibly all the years that, that I've known you. <laughs> that's a great uh, scene. Yeah. And it's so silly. And then he does the Kung Fu on the wing of a plane, doesn't he? And yeah. it beats any kit. Yeah. 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 That's a great. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Die Hard 2 is like everybody shits on it because it's bad. And it's like also just like uh, The Force Awakens to the New Hope where it just copied all the same story beats. Correct. Uh, yes. Except it came out like two years later. And um, like Home Alone 2, you know, or The Hangover 2. But it's like, I think because it has this reputation of like technically being the worst, which now we actually have sequels that are worse than it, that going back and looking at it as like just silly and like, look at, you can just see a boardroom full of studio executives. Like, these are all the boxes you have to check. Check these boxes and then you can make this movie. And they did. And it's very ridiculous. Didn't we do a live tweet watching that movie? We did. Yeah, we yeah. live tweeted both Die Hard and Die Hard. Uh, it's so Die Hard enjoyable. 2, which is called Die Harder, by the way. I don't know if you right. actually uh, knew that, Will. But yeah, I did. Yeah. And then Die Hard with a Vengeance. A good day to Die Hard. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance is, is actually a really good script. Uh, and I've mentioned this before uh, on this show. It was an existing script that they bought and adapted into a Die Hard movie. So it right. was a it was a good thriller that right. they're like, oh, yeah, let's just toss John McClane in the middle of this. Yeah, and that's why it works. They don't try to come up with a reason like, well, his wife needs to be here. And uh, Reginald Vell Johnson needs to, you know, they didn't do any of that. You know, oh, I love Reginald Vell Johnson, though. He should be. I in, do. He should. Why didn't he ever come back in the later ones? It's a bummer. I don't know. He should have at least, yeah, he should have FaceTimed with him or something. I do. I mean, one of my favorite scenes in the original is when he's, uh, you know, he's at like AMPM or whatever, and he's yeah. buying like an armload of snacks, and he's like, they're for my wife. And the guy's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's like, it's all right, man. Those, those yeah. snacks look good, all those snack cakes, you know. You're working the overnight. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I think that, uh, I I just uh, I just wish that uh, you know people could really let the spirit of Die Hard uh, into their their uh, their Christmas hearts is basically. Listen, what trying to I say. mean, this is the same kind of feeling I get pushback from people on Joy of the World Day. You know, I'm like, I don't understand why you're so upset about something that could bring you happiness and joy. Why are you mad? Yeah. Why but is this? Let, why does this have to make you upset? You it, could just in accept both it cases and be happy. In both cases, we're not telling people that they need to do these things, you know, it's, it's their choice, you know, and I was, uh, I I was just trying, you know, thinking about Violent Night, which uh, did you see that, by the way, Violent Night, because I I thought it was fun. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's. Is is it amazing? No, but I'm like, oh, this is fun. That's really all that was my takeaway from it, you know, Casey, who notoriously is not like a big holiday person, especially Christmas. Right. We saw that in the theater, and when we left, she's like, "That's my favorite Christmas movie." <laughs> I kind of, so I kind of love that. She had a great time because yeah. she doesn't like all the feel good stuff. She's like, "Yeah, I like to see Santa like beat people up. That's great." Yeah, and uh, I was, uh, I, I decided to uh, head off future controversy at the pass when I, uh, I posted on Twitter that uh, this John Woo movie, Silent Night, I'm like, that Joel Kinnaman. Uh, I. I think it is actually. Let me double check as we're talking about it. But I'm like, look at this. It's like a guy who seeks revenge on Christmas Eve. 
And he had like, there's a scene in the trailer where he's got a calendar and on Christmas Eve, he circles kill everyone. <laughs> Is that what it says? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. You know, he <laughs> wants, he wants to get revenge on, uh, you know, somebody who, I don't know. Kills Wait, this is, is this coming out? This is a real, Yeah, thing? this is, this is uh, upcoming this Christmas <laughs> season. I saw a trailer for it just the other day. Really? You know? So yeah, I was, I'm like, John Woo's silent night is going to be, you know, wow. must see not TV, but must see movie, you know, I feel like they're really because of the, the success of violent night. I think it was like a sleeper hit. I want to say that it yeah. didn't like blow up, but it consistently like made a good amount of money. It's like, so. now we're in this realm of like, actually like good actors and big budget movies that are admittedly like cheesy, you know, like if you had, if you had a million dollars to make violent night, you could still make it. It would just be like a C level movie that you would have gotten like, you know, some old TV actor like uh, Michael, uh, who am I thinking of? You know, somebody, I don't know, to be I don't know. Santa. I'm trying to think of like who who would be your Michael somebody, you know? My, but, uh, I just, I had it in my mind and now it's gone. That's all right. I, I, anyway. Yeah. And uh, that is Joel Kinnaman. It, Michael it C. Howell. Like him. I just, I just wanted to be correct. Thomas C. C. Howell? Thomas C. Howell, not Michael. C. Thomas Howell. What C. Is Thomas Howell. He's a fantastic actor. I like C. Thomas Howell. But he was like one of those guys that would pop up in like the, um, in, uh, why is my brain broken today? The Asylum movies. <laughs> you know those movies? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you mean the uh, 1985 Kiss album with Tears Are Falling and uh, That's All right. Night? That Asylum? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That company. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> Staying on theme to Kissmas. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like this might be a year for a uh, a long overdue rewatch of uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, which I have not seen in the 21st century. It's been a very long time since I've seen it. That's a good um, one. Yeah, I think um, there's not a lot of Christmas horror movies, I guess, because the idea was, you know, once the genre really was proliferated by, you know, VHS rental and sales. It was like, well, we need, we need movies that people want to buy year round, not just starting on November 1st for joy to the world day. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of shitty ones. I mean, black Christmas is like a legendary good one, but they're like, yeah, there's so many like schlocky see like what we're talking about level horror, like, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and there's already probably a Silent Night, a Deadly Night, a Santa Slay, S L A Y, uh, you know Jack Whoa. Frost. There's all. Wait, these. we should we should double check to make there's, sure that uh, there real. is a Santa's. Oh, you have that already. Okay, S L A Y. I have not seen it, but I know it exists. And I'm so sorry, but Will, you mentioned uh, Jack Frost, which not the uh, Michael Keaton one. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's, comes back to life to play. That's one of my favorite bad and uh, uh, emphasis on bad Halloween movie. Uh, sorry, uh, Christmas movies. Because uh, Shannon Elizabeth from uh, American Pie is in there. What? And Jack Frost uh, attacks her in the shower. And he takes the carrot off of his nose. Oh, no. And he places it somewhere else on his snowman body. Oh, no. And uh, this happens on the other side of a curtain. But you, there's there's audio. I mean, the, the movie doesn't go silent. It's Have you seen this, this Jack Frost? No, I haven't actually. Oh, I think I ruined the best part for you. I well, can't like, believe you. Thanks Killing. Did you ever see Thanks Killing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a scene in that where uh, somehow a turkey is able to accomplish yeah. that just so they can have the pun. You just got stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, Look, that's, a, that's very bad. 
sometimes you just need to do something for the uh, for the one pun. Well, that's true. Look, it's going to be a long season. There's a lot of this great stuff that uh, we can look forward to as uh, as as the season is officially upon us. Uh, and uh, I'm glad that uh, we made everyone aware, maybe reminded some people about Joy to the World Day. And uh, well, I hope that uh, you're celebrating before uh, the day is through, uh, you know, full on celebrating. You've had the Charlie Brown Christmas on. Is uh is that the first thing you watch every Christmas season, or does that vary from year to year? No, it varies. I actually don't. I don't plan that the watching. The music okay. is easy. That's usually ends up being the first thing I listen to. But very easy. We'll see. Yeah. I might. It might be a surprise. Maybe I'll watch rewatch Violent Night. I I. I uh... That might be a good idea. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm excited to uh, go and see uh, John Woo's Silent Night. I mentioned History Rated R. Let everybody know where they can find it and anything else. It's where, yeah, wherever you get podcasts. Um, also, just as an exercise for myself, uh, Motivation Report is back, coming back. That's yeah. great. That's great news. I'm glad to it's, hear uh, It's really a personal exercise. So that's fun. I got a book coming out, but I don't have a pre-order link, so we won't plug that yet. Okay. Not yet. Yeah. All right. Once people I can't, can I go. Can't, I can't wait until we can focus on uh, talking about the book. Yeah, let's focus it on ribs, Christian. Why don't we focus it on ribs? It's a great yeah. point. At Will Sterling underscore. And I, as always, can be found at Christian DMZ. I let everybody know about uh, who are these broadcasters. Uh, and uh, make sure that uh, you stay subscribed to the Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And uh, you will get the video version on YouTube and, of course, audio of uh, all of our great shows uh, coming up. We'll have a live video of a movie that was very long. I'll be uh, talking about Killers of the Flower Moon with Vinnie Paulino, Liam McEnany, Bill Narducci, and myself. So uh, that'll be fun. And uh, fun tune in. And uh, the review will be almost as long as the movie. No, it'll be shorter. That's all the time we have for now. We'll see you next time on The Blackcast. Thank you for listening to The Bladcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on The Bladcast. <laughs> and The Bladcast showing up, my buddy Christian. I'd like to announce that Eric Zane and I will no longer be discussing Quincy reruns on who are these broadcasters <laughs> this well, week, Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. I'll tell you one place you can do it, Christian. Go to onemic.net, subscribe to the Patreon. If I find out those motherfuckers are talking about Thunder in Paradise, Carter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Carter, By the way, fuck them up. I, we own this on the creep off, motherfuckers. All right. No Ooh. one else talking about Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> That's my thing. Um, Better hope yeah, we don't so, get to that Quincy finale. Real quick to um, uh, the Bladcast, Christian Blad, him and Eric Zane host Who Are These Broadcasters on the Who Are These Podcast YouTube channel. And we are having a special time on Tuesday, 2 p.m. rather than our regular 3 p.m. So an hour earlier coming up this Tuesday. Hello, I'm Conrad Bain. What's the matter, Senor Luigi? You look a little nervous. I'm very nervous. No invite. <laughs> Who are you, Christian Bland? We're Christian, you are, you're a talker. No, you're like the I worst broadcast ever. Well, this has been the Blackcast. You can find me at Christian DMZ. Jeff Duray, not on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'm getting ready to break into a Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs>
This is not a good game. <laughs> but you haven't heard Christian Blatt do it. Oh, that's true. I forgot Christian Blatt did that with us. The Blatt cast. Thank you, Christian. How is it that Wendy is so much better at this than Stud Joe, Chad, and Kevin Brennan? Whoa! Hacka hackas. As pissed off as Vinny is at you, you should be at Christian Blatt and Eric Zane. This one came in from my buddy Christian Blatt. The Blatt cast. Thank you for the 199, Christian. Cardiff, grab your guitar to play Whole Lot of Rosie. Mousies? The Blatt cast. 199. Who's had more hands up their bum, Chad or Tukey? Chad. Thank you, Bladcast. Bladcast. The Bladcast is 100% right. Uh, the Bladcast. The Bladcast. The Bladcast. One of the best podcasts you can ever see, the Bladcast. Whoop-dee-doo, we're watching it. We got no Wi-Fi. We can't hear a thing, but we love it. Go watch the Bladcast. Good luck with the whole thing. And, you know, here's to another 500. Get you to 1,000, you know, which is more than 500. Last time I checked. Totally forgot. I am doing the Bladcast tomorrow. Uh, the Bladcast, 499. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're closed. <laughs> that was not my fault. Tuki loves you all more than a friend. I love Tuki. Yay! <laughs> hacka, hacka! I'm so excited! Try anything and you cancel, bro. Let's see! <laughs>